This show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to versustheuniverse.com. That's vstheuniverse.com. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hey everyone, and welcome to Digital Dumpster Diving, where we dig through digital games and movies, trying to find something worth our time, and maybe yours. Will we find trash or treasure? I'm Bob Vila, and with me as always, no, I'm Dave Martin, and with me as always is Matt Peters. Matt, how's it going? Man, I was hoping that I got to be Tim the Toolman Taylor. It's going good, man. Yeah. Good to hear. It has not been long since our last conversation. That's right. It has not been long since last we spoke. Message. Um, <laughs> well played, sir. Yeah. So, dude, I am psyched for this episode because it is a whirlwind of color and, and majesty. We're talking about the Monkey King this time around, which, of course, is based on the ancient Chinese fairy tale Journey to the West, which we kind of touched on last episode a little bit. I'm, I'm excited about this, man. I'm not going to say why, but I am excited to talk <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> it's always good to have something to be excited about, even if it doesn't pan out the way you expect it to. But Yes. <laughs> you know what else I'm excited for? I'm excited for Thanksgiving. It's on the horizon. And what better way to show thanks for quality podcasts like the one you're listening to than to donate to the Patreon that supports that podcast, like the one that Versus the Universe has going on right now. Indeed. And even if you don't think this is a quality podcast, then you could still show how generous and how how just warm-hearted you are by giving to us poor, poor souls. That's true. Friends, if you like what we do, donate to the Versus the Universe Patreon. You get all kind of great stuff in return. You get exclusive video and audio that no one else gets to hear or see. And or see, of course, because you get to hear the uh, video too, but what have you. Enemies! If you want to make Dave and I continue to suffer through subpar <laughs> cinema, please donate to the Patreon to ensure that we have a reason to do this podcast week in and week out, neglecting our families and our responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. One of the nice things about Versus the Universe is they have a podcast network, but that's not all that they do. And one of my favorite perks about being a patron uh, on Patreon is that whenever they release tickets for the next Geek Show, now tickets are free, so it's not like we're getting a discount, but we get first dibs before everyone else comes and snags them up. Patreon supporters get first dibs on the tickets. And so, uh, you know, Geek Show. Yeah, I love first dibs. First dibs is great. That's incentive enough right there. Geek Show is always a fun time. You may see me there. Dressed up like Lando Calrissian in a video, you may see me dressed up as The Undertaker. Who knows what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. It is. And so, for the price of a cup of coffee, you can support. <laughs> Where are you getting your coffee from? Because it costs more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the old man type humor now. My wife drinks such expensive coffee. Let me tell you, she gets those frou-frou drinks from Starbucks. No, I like those frou-frou drinks too. I won't even trip. Normally, I stick to black coffee. Do you drink coffee, Dave? Are you a coffee drinker? I do not, but uh, I, I've been subsidizing my wife's... Uh, pumpkin hot chocolate addiction at starbucks oh okay and uh I, I do know that it is not cheap no 
No, it is not. It behooves you. Pro tip from Matt Peters here. It behooves you. If you drink Starbucks, you are an anti-Starbucks app. You're doing yourself a disservice because you get four or five drinks of that caliber, you get a free drink. So say somebody like me who only drinks black coffee during the week, I rack up all those points during the week. So on the weekend, when I treat myself or I treat my wife, then I get to treat us to one of the frou-frou drinks without having to come out of pocket for it. It's delightful. That That is the way to do it. So as I said before, we are avoiding talking about this film. So what I'm going to do, <laughs> <laughs> now that we got all that out of the way, I'm going to tell folks a little bit about The Monkey King. Now, I already mentioned that it is based on that ancient Chinese fairy tale. But the movie itself centers on a monkey born from heavenly stone who acquires supernatural powers and must battle the armies of both gods and demons to find his place in the heavens. Directed by Pao Soi Shang and starring Donnie Yen and Chow Yun Fat. Now, Dave, just hearing who's in this film, I was already excited about it, man. Donnie Yen, the Ip Man, you know, my boy from, uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Yes. Was going to be in this film. I was excited about it. Now you're fat, man. I mean, he is he is a legend of cinema right there. How can you he go is. wrong? How can you go wrong? We're going to find that, out. That's a very good question. And and when you ask that question, sometimes it seems like a challenge to people. <laughs> And I think that may be how they took it. Yes, yes, I, I, I believe it is. <laughs> My goodness, man. My goodness. So, all right. You know, I'm just going to throw out there that I was not prepared for this movie. I, 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 I thought I was. I had an expectation of what I was going to see. But as has happened so many times before with things we've watched, it was not at all what I was expecting. I can I can sympathize with you on that. Natalia Fett was, of course, uh, part of one of the films that kind of introduced, uh, reintroduced Wire Foo to the United States, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So, you know, there were a lot of uh, martial arts done in the air. Just all kind of amazing stunts that went out there. Of course, you know, fans from way back remember him from Hard Boiled. Just just good stuff. Good stuff. The Replacement Killers, of course. I, dude, wh where did this stack up amongst those films? The bottom of the deck, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's... let's um, I guess this is as good a time as any to introduce the rating scale. Take it away, Dave. So, we have a rating scale. We do! Which will be introduced again via recording, because we are lazy! There's that. Yeah, there is that. I but mean, also, we're professionals. We're professionals. <laughs> we we're run pro a smooth operation here. <laughs> we're professionally we're lazy. <laughs> the four-point rating scale starts with Toxic Sludge for the worst of the worst. After watching this, even though it's free, you still feel ripped off. There's nothing of redeeming quality here. Hazardous is for the stuff that's pretty bad, but maybe has a few good parts, or might be right for the right person. Reusable means it's entertaining enough, reaches some of its potential, and is something we think you'll probably enjoy. And the best of the best gets the elusive rating of treasure, something we found that we think you should run out and enjoy right away. Okay, so that is our rating scale. And yeah, so... Matt, I'm going to put the put this one on you. What did you think of this movie? All right. Well, um geez, man. This is always a difficult part. Because I enjoy 
bad films. I enjoy, you know, we, 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 and here I am going avoiding it, but I'm warning you ahead of time. I'm avoiding answering this question. In the <laughs> Chicago Nerd Social Club Facebook group, um, a, a, a party came in the other day and he was talking about his enjoyment of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Now, I don't like to harsh anybody's vibe. I don't like to yuck anybody's yum, as Caitlin Rossberg puts. I like when people like things. Certain things they like, I might not like myself. Like the Mario Brothers movie. When I saw it at the theater, I had to watch it again because I'm like, I must have missed something important to the plot that would have made me enjoy this. I wanted to like it. <laughs> Just like that, I wanted to like The Monkey King. I wanted to because. You know, as I mentioned, you know, Donnie Yen, Chiyun Fat, it, it, it had to be better than Dragon Ball Evolution. But that was probably my first indication. You know, for everything great that Chiyun Fat has been in, and he's been in a lot of movies, he also played Master Roshi in Dragon Ball Evolution. And boy, howdy, he brought that stank with him to this one. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> he bought it with him because it was to me it was toxic sludge man i couldn't do it i couldn't do it i remember texting you during the movie i'm like dude we need to delay this recording a day because i cannot sit through this entire film in one sitting i need to watch it again just again to make sure i didn't miss something of quality you take donnie yen and you know this is not a spoiler at all you put him in a prosthetic monkey type face for the entire film not only that, but you take one of the greatest martial artists of modern times and you put him in this bulky outfit and you put him in prosthetics and then you string him up from wires like a marionette. That is doing a disservice to your viewers. <laughs> it just, man, there was, there was really nothing of value here. It was a train wreck from start to finish. If you don't know the tale of Journey to the West, you will be lost and they will not help you. They don't bring you up to speed. All these fanciful occurrences happen, and unlike a Disney film, they don't really sing a song about it or whatever. They just kind of like go from scene to scene. Like, hey, this is the greatest hits. Like, I felt like I was missing something the entire time. Like, maybe I, did, I, did, I, did I was too. reading at the time, and I should have been watching the screen. Something like that. But I, I digress. Yeah, I, I didn't dig it. Toxic Sledge. Well, yeah, I, I, I felt similarly in a lot of ways. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that I felt like I needed a cultural interpreter for this. Yes. It seemed like it was dripping with symbolism, none of which I understood. I, I had no frame of reference for a lot of it, and it didn't explain a lot. And one of the things I mentioned, it, it kind of felt like, you know, just for a, a nerd-friendly reference, imagine someone walking in to watch... Marvel's Infinity War movie that's coming up without having ever seen any of the other Marvel movies already in the comics. Yeah. There's just going to be so much there that's happening so fast and they're not going to get any of it. I, I couldn't have explained it better myself. You know, it just... <laughs> even with even with Thor Ragnarok, there was so much going on. It was all callbacks and everything like that. It was impossible to watch this movie just out of the gate without at least having seen the first two Avengers movies, you know? Something. Well, and and for me, I'm going to save a few things for the spoiler section because um, some of my thoughts are very spoilery. But one of the other things is I, I'm pretty good at suspending my disbelief up to a point. Yes. You know, Star Wars, Star Trek, X-Files, it's all grounded in very rational common sense things and then they take a few things and they twist it so that you're in a fantasy world this 
when I, when I was a kid, I hated the movie Return to Oz because it was just a step too far. It was it was disorienting. It was disturbing, and I just felt ungrounded the whole time. This kind of had a similar feel. It wasn't as disturbing as Return to Oz. For my personal tastes, it lost me. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Now, I had a similar experience with Return to Oz, but it was, uh, it was a little, uh, you know, reversed in a way. I enjoyed Return to Oz because of how, like, dark and different it was than The Wizard of Oz. Because The Wizard of Oz is so just saccharine sweet to me, and it's like, okay, you're skipping, you're singing, um, you're never in any real peril the entire time. But in Return to Oz, as soon as those wheelies came out, it's like, it's a whole new world, man. It is nuts. Like, all <laughs> bets are off. Dorothy's going to get cut. She already looks like a different girl altogether. Who knows what's up? All the characters look jacked up. They look like steampunk versions of themselves. Like, time has not been kind to them. The time that we've been away from Oz, they've been, like, just morphed into these just nightmarish creatures. Scarecrow looks derpy. And you have... Uh, <laughs> The, uh, the Tin Man, he's like, you know, just completely thin. He doesn't even look like a man anymore. He's more machine than man. Yeah, it's, 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 it's metal. It's metal. Well, and that is something that I would like to go back and see as, as an adult to see if I could hack it now. Yeah. But certainly, certainly as a kid, it was just, it was a step too far for me. Yeah, you know, that that whole thing intrigues me a little bit. And maybe that's something we can go back and explore on the show if it's uh, streaming anywhere. Who knows if that's the case, because I think that was still under the Disney umbrella, and they're trying to kick off their own streaming service in the near future. Um, so they may be holding back on putting some of their stuff out there right now. If we can track it down, I recommend we actually use that for an episode, because that would be neat to talk about all that lore. I'd be but down yeah. for subjecting myself to that. <laughs> I mean, we watch <laughs> creepy stuff all the time. We might as well <laughs> yes. keep the party going. <laughs> Yeah, but when in regards to how that relates to um, Monkey and Journey to the West, yeah, it, it it's hmm, it was just not there for me. It just didn't feel like a complete project to me. Well, and you you mentioned how colorful this this movie was, and the visuals were striking. But I think that's also a similar analogy. It didn't the visuals didn't seem that polished, right? It, it when Certainly, they were all epic vistas and larger-than-life scenes, but sometimes it just felt like it was kind of cheap, not as well done as I would have hoped. And I think that kind of is, you know, works as a description of the whole movie. It, you could see they were trying to do something, but it seems like it kind of missed on a lot of marks. Certainly. Uh, having said that, I. I still haven't rated this yet, oh. and feel free to just think I'm nuts at this point. I can't wait. No, no, I, I wanted to say reusable. I can't go to reusable. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it a high hazardous. <laughs> okay. Reusable implies you could watch it again. You could reuse it, and I don't necessarily want to watch this because I do want to see the sequel. I okay. don't want to watch okay. this one again though. So I'm gonna go a high hazardous. Okay, high hazardous. All right, cool. I mean. High hazardous, realistically, would imply that it's worse than uh, just a regular hazardous. But I he, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> I see where you're going, and I accept that. I will let you stand in your truth with that. If you, for some reason, have never heard of the lore of Journey to the West or The Monkey King, turn the podcast off now. Enjoy your whatever. 
<laughs> Enjoy your media of choice when it comes to discovering Journey to the West. And then come back and hear us talk about this Monkey King business with Donnie Yen and Chow Yun Fat. And now we're in spoiler territory. That's right. That's right. So, all right. First things first, man. This movie basically had the same graphic quality as Tekken 3 in some parts. I, I won't dispute that. There was a tiger that I saw in this film that looked just like King. I don't know what was going on there. Let's let's talk about the the animals and the creatures in this film just from a just from a general standpoint. So you had CGI that was used with just no abandon. It's like they had ten dollars and said, "Okay, we still have to make CGI creatures. We're gonna make this stretch." So all the creatures are going to be of varying quality depending on the ability of the artists that we have on this particular project. No disrespect to the folks that worked on this film, but they look like they were under a gun with a deadline, and this is what they got finished. These were some college grads fresh out the gate, and this is a senior project. That's that's how I feel about it. Well, you know, <laughs> the monkeys look pretty good, but so at a certain point, the Fox character comes with several of her friends. Yes. And their costumes, yeah, I'm thinking maybe even a high school project quality here. <laughs> yes. It was, I mean, it was disorient. It was weird to see them go like CGI on some scenes and then like really, really low quality practical makeup in others and it was i i don't understand yeah i i didn't get it yeah but continue with what you were saying so bear demon my my concern about the bear demon what did the bear do because you know bears are creatures of, of nature and they act on their 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 impulses you know they're not meaning any harm or any evil or anything like that what did this bear do that he was deemed worthy to be demonic i i'm i'm concerned about that I'm concerned about the bear. I don't know why. Like that really just stuck out to me. You have this bear who's who's standing <laughs> on two legs and he's like trying to look all mean, but he looks all furry and cuddly. And he's in this like, you know, mean guy type body armor. And it's just not working for me, man. He just looks like he's sad. He doesn't know why he's in hell. But he has to hang out with the demons because, you know, if you don't sit with the cool kids, then you're gonna get beat up. Well, apparently, you know, maybe duping man cubs in to go get your honey for you and get stung by bees, may maybe that carries certain consequences with it. Either that or too many picnic baskets, man. I mean, he kept on, like, you know, using boo-boo as a distraction. Poor boo-boo was the innocent in the situation. Yogi, Yogi had to do some time. That's what it was. That, that's that's probably it, yeah. Too many picnic baskets, man. So, you know, I, I, I do have to go back to my CG comment. It looks like Tekken 3 meets Spy Kids. Not even Spy Kids 3. <laughs> like, Spy Kids 1. Like, do you remember Spawn? Did you ever see Spawn? The You know, based on, of course, the Tom McFarlane comic way back in the day? I saw bits and pieces of it. I couldn't watch the whole thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it's bad. And don't try to go back and watch it, because it's, it's even worse now. So there's a part where Spawn goes to hell, and you see all these demons standing around on these rocks, but some of them aren't quite on the rocks. They're kind of hanging off. And it's not like they're hanging off like, oh, no, I'm falling. It's like, no, they just animated them to the point where it looked like they were just standing on air. That's what this movie looked like. It looked like Spawn from the 90s. <laughs> Okay, I'm done harping on that. Let's let's get to the meat. Let's get to the nitty-gritty here. So basically, all right. 
we have a lot of different things blending together here. Just like you, I, I was at a loss a lot of times as to what was actually happening. It was assumed that the characters on the screen would be recognizable to viewers of this film. So when they showed Chow Yun-Fat, I'm thinking, okay, is he God? Is he some type of angel? He's some type of deity of some sort because he's looking down and he's looking very amused. So he must be a good guy because the bad guys are always scowling and looking upwards like I'm going to get you guys, you know. <laughs> so just just based on the context clues, I know that he's he's a decent dude. But who is he? Uh, is that a rhetorical question? No, or? I really want to know. Who is he? So he was the Jade Emperor. Okay. Um, and he was basically the leader of heaven. Ah, the leader of heaven. So not God, yes. but... The leader of, of heaven. Okay, okay, I'm with you so far. Okay. Well, so. they're they're all deities. Like yes. all the main characters here are deities, so he might he is a god in that sense. But he is the deity in charge of heaven, yes. And <laughs> that's, that's so great. <laughs> and so he he there there's this big epic battle. He is about to kill the the demon king. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the angel was the sister of the Jade Emperor and intervenes on behalf of the Demon King who she's in love with. Correct. And yes. basically stops him from being killed, but accepts being an outcast with him. Right. Now, I will also go on record saying the beginning of this film, the fight is pretty interesting and it reminded me of Dynasty Warriors. I have not experienced that, so you'll have to elaborate. Oh, man, you haven't played Dynasty Warriors? Any of I them? There's not. like 10 of them. Okay, so I... PlayStation 2, when I first got it, unfortunately, they were all out of like the cool, you know, big name games. So you got to make a hard choice. So I chose SSX, the snowboard game, great game as well. And I chose Dynasty Warriors. Why Dynasty Warriors? Because everything I saw for it was featuring you as, you know, a pretty big character on the screen. These PS2 graphics were amazing. And you're fighting a whole army of dudes. Like, you're taking on 20, 30 guys at a time. And you have, like, a bow staff, you know? So, you're sweeping around. You're knocking over guys. You're getting combos, racking them up to, like, 100, 200, that sort of thing. It's it's very satisfying, you know, just playing this game. And then, when you get enough guys knocked out, you get this thing called a Musua move, which allows you to knock out an even bigger group of dudes. Okay, well, backing up a little bit. These games are based on the uh, the history uh, of uh, romancing the three kingdoms, basically. You know, mm -hmm. so it, it has a lot to do uh, with with that with that era. Um, and you know, they they had different spinoffs to it that were more um, whimsical in nature, a little bit more uh, fantasy based. They did one based on Fist of the North Star. They did one based on Gundam. But the Dynasty Warrior games themselves have always been entrenched in uh chinese history so you get a little bit of a history lesson while you're playing but you can't really use that stuff on like a test or anything like that because it's all skew they had to make it action-packed of course anyway they were a lot of fun and the reason i say it reminds me of that is because just like in dynasty warriors you're taking on a whole army of dudes by yourself you have the jade emperor fighting this incredible demon army all by himself and that's uh that's straight out of like Dynasty Warriors right there, man. It was pretty cool. So that was that was one thing that I really enjoyed about the movie at first. I'm like, okay, there's going to be a lot of action. We're going to get a good story with it. But it didn't last too long. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of the the movie was bookended with that and not a whole lot in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were bits and pieces of it, but most of it was just really really brief pranky type 
violence or uh, pranky type fights, right? Rather than you know, full fledged fisticuffs and magic foo and a lot of wire work, of course, like we yes. said before. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Donnie Yen's performance? I don't like the direction it was going for. I think, I think he did a great job acting like a cheeky monkey. <laughs> He's a little too good at that. I don't know that a cheeky monkey is what I wanted to see with him batting his eyes at me every three seconds, but I'm assuming that's what the director asked for, and he he did it. He he did it. I, I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I, I really think that he did a great job just really establishing himself as that character and not just as Donnie Yen, because Donnie Yen is very relaxed. He's very well uh, choreographed all the time, and he... He's a great like martial artist on the screen. I love his work. But yeah, this this was not this was not a showcase of his work as a martial artist. No, this was a showcase of his his cheeky monkey behavior and he, he did a great <laughs> job. He did a great job of that. It it was so great that I got tired of it uh pretty fast. <laughs> Cuz I'm like, "Oh great, it's going to be a mischievous monkey all this time. I thought maybe he would turn into a guy or something like that. Like, you know, the, the character, um, the, the Monkey King has like shape-shifting abilities. And uh, famously, the only thing that he, he has a problem with is getting rid of his tail uh, when he shape-shifts. I don't, did you get that impression from the movie? I did not. Okay. Um, there up. was a portion where he did shape-shift into a human, and I didn't notice a tail on him, but I don't know if they showed a from an angle where you even could see it if it had been there. Yeah, you're right. Um, and his tail can grow extra, it can grow extra long sometimes. Like it, he had a, a multitude of things that he could do with the tail and, uh, you know, in spite of the tail. So there was that. The fighting, there, like I said, there was so much wire foo in the movie. It felt like they were just being hoisted up for no good freaking reason sometimes. And, uh, yeah, it just it came across as just kind of Power Ranger-esque. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, there was some of that. Which, I don't mind. Except I, no I robots, though. I mean, robots yeah. are cool. And robots are any. cool. They, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't mind a good, I don't mind a good giant robot fight every now and then. But this, I don't know, man. This didn't scratch the itch for me. This is like there was, there was too little going on for me to really latch on to. Well, I guess at the end there were sort of two kaijus, so they got halfway there maybe yeah yeah but i i don't know i'd say that the monkey was that cool of kaiju i mean it was just no right no. right right and also i would say that the character itself and this is this is not really a criticism i guess i can lay at the feet of the movie but the monkey king as a character is so grossly overpowered in every aspect you know just looking up some some uh, some stats about the Monkey King here. You know, people make fun of Superman. They make fun of Goku. Uh, you know, they talk about how they have all these different powers and everything and how they can just basically survive anything. The Monkey King can turn into 72 different beings. He is, uh, you know, he can fly, apparently. He doesn't even need the Nimbus Cloud like they kept on referring to in the movie. He just walked right into heaven with no problem. He, he went underwater insanely deep and didn't seem to have any problem breathing. Had a conversation, you know, when he <laughs> just underwater. <laughs> it's 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 incredible the the feats that he accomplished in this film and just in the legend period, man. Like he's just he can do whatever he wants. Like he, there were no stakes at risk here in this film. 
There's nothing at stake. <laughs> Not for him, but for everybody else. And that's kind of one of the things that bothered me is one of the tropes that I hate in stories is when there's the good guys, there's the bad guys, and then there's a guy in the middle who is is duped by the bad guys into working counter to the good guys. It should have been so obvious, and yet no one saw it, and it just... That bothers me in anything when, I mean, it's kind of like, this isn't exactly what I'm talking about, but in all the Harry Potter movies, if Harry would have just gone to Dumbledore, (laughs) that would have resolved 90% of the problems. Right. It's just one of those things where you have these deities, and yet they're all just kind of stupid, except for the bad guys, who are always brilliant. That's one of my personal things that I just hate in shows, and it was constantly used throughout this. He was just manipulated, and the good guys never saw it, and I don't know. Felt, yeah. it, it just felt too far for me. Another thing that kind of got under my skin about uh, Sun Wukong, the Monkey King, is that when he transformed at the end to the, the giant beast, you know, he was basically a, a spider monkey the entire film. But when he evolved into the giant creature, he became an ape. It's like, no, come on. It's a completely different species. What are you doing? If it's got a tail, it's a monkey. If not, it's an ape. Yeah, but it was an ape with a tail. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you look at the thing, it looked like a gorilla. Yes. You know, from top to bottom, it was a gorilla except for that tail because he can't transform the tail. So now you have a gorilla with a tail. This is not good for children. It will confuse them. (laughs) I, I think that's the least confusing thing about this show. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right, man. Like, um, he was able to shrink things on a whim and just kind of tuck them behind his ear in his pocket. It almost looked like for a minute that with, with one of the other apes, or rather, one of the other uh, monkeys in his tribe, he had like a little rivalry going on, like the, the, the monkey with the big nose. Mm-hmm. Like he was going to try something, and that never came to fruition. We never revisited that. There was a lot of things that it felt like they were de- developing towards certain things, and that was one of them, and then you never saw them again at all. And I don't know if it was a deleted scene, or they just changed their mind, or if it was just one of those things where in movies you almost never see something that leads nowhere. They're usually very efficient, and maybe it was just something that led nowhere. I don't, right. I, it's, I don't know. Yeah, they were building this monkey up to be like Starscream or, or, or Sinestro or something like that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, just, nope, we're not looking at these guys anymore. Don't don't even worry about them. It's cool. Okay, now I'm just imagining a monkey that turns into a jet, and that would be awesome. Yes, and then Linkin Park just blares from the screen, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's dope. <laughs> Michael Bay. <laughs> Man. Oh, what was that new thing that Michael Bay was supposedly involved in? Dora the Explorer. Wow. Yep, that's happening. Live action, Dora the Explorer. She's a little older. Diego, her cousin, she goes to live with him. Apparently they have adventures of some sort. I imagine they're going to be very attractive people in this film. And Um, they're they're changing Swiper to Sniper and giving him exploding to bullets. (laughs) He's going to be played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. (laughs) He's Sniper, no sniping. Boo! <laughs> oh, boots! Wow, wow! <laughs> this is this is gonna be a train wreck. But you know, people will show up because hey, what else are you gonna do? I guess, the, like I said, the story didn't really matter too much. I mean, even at the end, 
um, it seemed like uh, the Jade Emperor, after the big battle, which basically destroyed all of heaven, the Jade Emperor was just sitting there looking sullen, just like, well, you broke heaven, and the Monkey King just, really? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, well. And then he got a MacGuffin. You would think one of those things is where you break it, you fix it. Yep. You would think if, if he's if he's just a naughty little monkey that has to be taught how to taught his lesson, you would think that you break it, you fix it. He would have right. been put in charge of that, and no, he got locked in a rock for five hundred years. Maybe that was his time out from Buddha or something like that, because that was supposed to be like Buddha's hand that was holding him in place for however long. But spoilers for the second movie: he breaks out, or someone hey. breaks him out. <laughs> yeah. They break him out, and all of a sudden, he doesn't look like Donnie Yen anymore. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they couldn't afford to bring Donnie Yen back for the sequel. He was filming Rogue One at the time. I'm okay with that. I, I enjoyed him in Rogue One. Yes, yes, he was fantastic in Rogue One. So we should uh, kind of talk about what else people should watch instead of The Monkey King. Anything. Anything except the Monkey King <laughs> Part Two. <laughs> so have you have you watched that yet? I haven't watched it yet. Thankfully, I didn't make the same mistake that I did with uh, Once Upon a Time in Mumbai. I saw the first movie first this time, and I'm glad I did because now I know to avoid the second at all costs. See, I'm gonna, I'm curious, and it is on Netflix, so I am going to watch it. Uh, but in terms of alternatives, um. Uh... Rogue One. Rogue One's good. Yeah, yeah. If you want some good fighting. I mean, I mean I'm going to even go with one that's fairly recent. I, I mentioned Thor Ragnarok earlier on in the show. I really enjoyed the heck out of that movie. It made a lot of sense. Um, the action was great. If you've seen the other Avengers films, you can see this one with no problem whatsoever. You get all the references. It's the best Thor movie yet. It was a lot of fun. I'll, I'll second that. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it fits with the motif because it's gods doing battle amongst the heavens, you know, these superpowered beings, even though they're quote-unquote aliens in the Marvel Universe. But yeah, you know, they're up there. Duking it out. Yeah. There's also a, a recent pseudo-interpretation of um, Norse mythology and just mythology in general, which is uh, the Neil Gaiman show, American Gods, based on his novel, of course. It's... Very interesting. And I mean, of course, this is very adult. It's on stars, so they try to earn that hard R cable rating. Um, the TVMA, rather. So yeah, expect to see a lot of uh, extreme violence and nudity. But in between all that, there's an interesting story as well. Um, the show on AMC, Into the Badlands, is also loosely based on Journey to the West, and I've heard great things about that. Dee watches it. She really loves it. Michi Trotter watches it as well. She says she really dug the first season. So, I mean, that's to me, that's 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 good enough uh, suggestions there. So, Yeah, no, I don't know if this is any good. I don't even know much about it, but I know two or three months ago, I want to say Amazon added in a bunch of movies which I want to check out. I have no idea the quality, so take this recommendation with a grain of, of salt. But was it like the the Drunken Master series. Mm, okay. I think they're Jackie Chan movies, and it's basically, you know, Jackie Chan before he was super famous here in America, doing crazy stunts and action packed silliness. And I kind of want to check it out. That might be worth uh, giving a look. And 
<laughs> Apparently, there's another interpretation of uh, Journey to the West called The Legend of Monkey, which is uh, co-produced by some New Zealand networks and Netflix, uh, which will premiere in 2018, uh, consisting of 10 30-minute episodes. So we may have to peek in on that one a little bit, but from the look of things, it doesn't really feature any uh, Chinese people except for one. So take that as you will. Okay. I'm <laughs> uh, not cautiously optimistic. Hmm. Cautiously unoptimistic on that one, Sarah. Yeah. Pretty sure they have Chinese actors in Australia and, you know, Chinese actors who will travel to Australia and New Zealand for filming. But who needs them when you have Matt Damon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Damon. <laughs> That quality, just multifaceted actor who can just play any nationality whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good a place to end as any. So take it, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find more of your work, sir? Right now, that's a really good question. There's a lot of things in the works, but not a lot that's coming out lately. But uh, always have stuff at agentsofgame.com, uh, as well as on Twitter at DaveAliciousAOG. And I will be working on filming uh, Monkey King 3 and 4. <laughs> nice. We're doing them back-to-back so that the actors don't age. Nice. And, yeah. yeah. All right. So, as always, folks can see me on Twitter at MightyInkMatt. That's also my Instagram handle, where if you want to see pictures of me and Kit Kat flavors and my dog Bimo, that's the place to go. Um you can check out since last we spoke, which is available on iTunes and Podbean. And of course, visit the Chicago Nerd Social Club Facebook group. We have a lot of fun. We talk about a lot of geeky things. The best part about it is it's free. Uh, you can join our newsletter at chicagonerds.com and be the first to learn about all kind of geeky goings on around the Chicago area. I totally support this idea because I am a member of the board. So check it out. And, you know, even if you're not in the area, it's a really cool place to see what's coming up, what's going on, and be involved with cool people. I like to think so. Well, on that note, we shall next week be doing something. Next episode, we're going to be talking about The Similars, which is available on Netflix for streaming. It is a sci-fi horror film, and I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys, but it's going to be pretty dope. Hopefully. The, the the idea sounds cool. So check it out on Netflix. Go read the description. Look at the little preview thing that pops up on there and uh, give it a spin. We're going to talk about it next week. So hit us up. Let us know what you think. As always, tell your friends and family. Rate us on iTunes, etc., etc., etc. And if you want us to do the whole show in Spanish next week, let us know. And vamos a hacerlo en español. Uh, ustedes pueden escuchar todo lo que quieran y vamos a hacerlo. Yeah. You want Dave to do the whole Spanish and Espanol next week? Let us know because I won't be able to contribute. <laughs> but it'll be a fun experiment. I gotta really, I gotta really um, hit up Duolingo this week. <laughs> I, guess. I gotta catch up on my lessons. <laughs> All right, folks. In the meantime, while I try to learn the entire Spanish language in one week, thank you guys for listening. I'm Matt Peters, and I'm Dave Martin. And we will see you next time on Digital Dumpster Diving. No, that's not the theme song. 